Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, along with the chairman, Brian Hunsinger. Hello, Brett. Hey. What a gloomy time it's been in the market, Brian. It looks really nice outside, though. It's a beautiful day outside. In fact, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So my boy Tommy plays football, baseball. My my other boys played lacrosse. And here's what happens. Okay? Yesterday, for example. I'm glad that Tommy's playing football. Oh, man. <laughs> you ain't kidding, brother. It's a great sport. So here's what happened. He had a game on the road yesterday. I look. I pull up the weather app, and it tells me 65 and rainy. Okay. Well, 65 and rainy, how would you dress? Probably take a rain jacket, maybe, probably long sleeve, maybe yeah. a hoodie, you know. Yeah. Dress a little warm. Dress, yeah. 65 is actually not pretty that, comfortable. Not that cold, yeah. But 65 and rainy. So I get to the game up in uh, up north, and, man, beautiful. <laughs> 85 degrees, sunny, completely different than what the weatherman said. They got it wrong. So what I've learned to do, Brian, is I've got this big bucket in the back of my truck, and it has raincoats, and it has umbrellas, and it has blankets, and and I always dress <laughs> light and then put that on, because I know they're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing against weathermen, but I know at some point they're going to be wrong. Yeah. So you got to prepare. So here's a quote for you. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Forecasting. Hey, here's a quote, and I'm going to be referencing a great memo by someone who we love, Howard Marks. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll both be referencing that. Because what's happening in the market? What's going to happen? Well, what's our prediction? Well, let's talk about it. There's a lot of predictions right now, a lot of forecasting, a lot of predictions. I Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever been through a period like this where there's been more than what we're seeing today it's it's there is there's it's an amazing amount of forecasting predicting and it's mostly doom and gloom it's yes so there are two kind of forecasters said john kenneth galbraith those who don't know and those who don't know they don't know (laughs) so back in was it last year the fed uh what did jay pal say about about the market speaking of Forecast, forecasters forecast because the fed is should be the most important forecaster around needs to be you would you would think so at the federal reserve there's 400 phd economists that work for jerome powell that's a lot of smart people a lot of smart people yep and this is uh this is the conclusion they had in january 2021 less than two years ago you know just just a year and nine months ago. Frankly, we welcome higher inflation, declared Federal Reserve Jerome Powell in January 2021. The kind of troubling inflation people like me grew up with with seems unlikely in the domestic and global context we've been in for some time. And that's what his staff told him back in January 2020. That's what he told. We welcome higher inflation. Yeah, we welcome higher, because we're not going to see the kind of inflation that we saw Back in the 70s and 80s, which I remember, I was in high school. You wouldn't remember this, but I remember uh, high inflation in the 70s and 80s. And, uh, and this, so it's been a while since we've had this kind of inflation. You know what that quote is? That's the weatherman saying it's 85 degrees and sunny and me showing up to a football game. 
and it being 65 and rainy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and not prepared. It's the exact, the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. So I got a question for you. A lot of stuff is happening in the market right now. I had to actually turn off CNBC. I can't watch it because everybody is bearish. Like all the sentiment is bearish. And people predicting 2,200, 2,600 on the S&P. Like global chaos and, and, and failure of governments. And, and I mean, all sorts of crap going on. Here's my question to you. Okay? And this is the question Howard Marks has in his... In his uh, memo, he says, um, here's a series of questions for you, Brian, and I want you to answer them. Okay. Okay? What's your expectation regarding inflation over the next year? Will there be a recession? And if so, how bad will it be? How and when will the Ukraine war end? What do you think is going to happen in Taiwan, with China and Taiwan? Okay. And... What's likely to happen in the 22 and 24 elections, and what's their impact on the markets? Okay. How would you answer all that? <laughs> well, I can go through each one of those, and, and guess what? I do have opinions. I have an opinion on every one of these. I think all of us have opinions on on, on various subjects and topics, and there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Mm-hmm. But We had an opinion on, on a podcast earlier this year. I believe we're in a recession. You don't know or said, no, nah, not yet until I see some other stuff happening. I'm just – I well, basically the way I felt was I just don't know. And Those are opinions. And, and, and I did say that I would be surprised that, that, if, that we are in a recession. So I did. I had an so opinion. Had, I, my opinion, opinion was I don't think we're in a recession, but, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I don't know. So there's nothing wrong with having an, an opinion. Yeah, opinions are fine. Opinions are fine. So what's the difference then? But t- each one of those questions that you asked, yeah. I have low confidence in in my opinion on each one of those, even though I have I have an opinion on how the election turns out, uh, inflation, how that I, – I do believe in regards to inflation that we will get it under control. I, I have hope that we're – starting to see the effects of of uh of that yeah. that inflation is peaking but i don't have uh in high high incredible high confidence in that and so because of that i'm not we're not you know we're not making big investment decisions based on these low probability predictions or forecasts or opinions that's the key right there what, what i do have high confidence in and and I think uh, history would support this: is that over time we will get through these economic, you know, some of these questions or problems, potential problems in in our economy. We will get through these, and businesses will survive. Businesses will come out on the other end of this uh, looking pretty good, and actually be good assets to be invested in over the next three, five, and ten years. What happens over the next six months, three months, is anybody's guess. Um, but we believe, you know, I always, I always think about it in this way, in these terms. If, if I could say with high confidence, high probability that, say, the S&P would double over the next 10 or 15 years, does it really matter w- what it does between now and then? I mean, if, I, if you knew the S&P was going to be at around 8,000 uh, in, say, 10 or 15 years, between 10 and 15 years, uh, does it, 
ultimately, does it really matter where it's in the you know, next six months? In the next six months, yeah. It, you know, it it, it may if you are actually living off of the inv- your investments and and those and so we have different strategies for smart those planning, right? Yeah. We have smart planning for for those for those people living off of their investments. But if your goal is to to build wealth over the next ten or fifteen years, then what happens? Tomorrow, the next day, you know, or the next six months in the market shouldn't matter. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about our secret recipe for forecasting because we do have a high probability that something's going to happen. We're gonna mention that here in a second. But here's the problem: when I asked how will the Ukraine war end, we might have an opinion on that. Sure. In fact, we were we were uh, you and I have been talking about this for a while. And we're familiar, although I will not mention names or firms or anything like that. We're familiar with a firm, a local firm that made a, made a kind of a big bet on something and um, put a lot of client money in it. And it completely failed. And these poor clients are, are now out of a lot of money mm-hmm. or now have to make up a lot of money because of that loss. Yeah. That's where people get into mistakes. Why Why do people forecast anyway? Like, why do firms, JP, Bank of America, why do firms like ours even uh, forecast and have such strong opinions about what's going to happen? Why do they do it? Well, I think it's just human nature. Everybody has an opinion, you know, and it's human nature to express your opinions. And uh, I know there's a lot of people, I mean, I talk to people, even even clients from sometimes are pretty confident that uh you know about the economy or the election <laughs> yeah. yeah and and uh i i don't know where they get their confidence level you know um about things because these things are really hard to predict one of the biggest firms in the country and if i i don't want to say the name but everybody would know it because they run commercials all the time on tv every year they come out with a prediction a forecast we're going to be up big this year. We're going to be up a little. We're going to be down a little, or we're going to be down big. Mm-hmm. That's their four, kind of their four, I don't know, stages of their forecasting. Okay. I talked to a client uh, who has a little bit of money with this other firm, and he said they came out and said they're going to be up a little bit this year. Now they're coming out, and guess what they're doing? Changing it. They're changing their forecast. <laughs> we're going to be down. A little bit this year. Like, why even make the forecast in the first place? Right, right. It's funny. Um, yeah, exactly. Why Why do they make and the forecast? And very, by the way, very smart people. Not 400 PD. Well, maybe. I don't know. 400 PhDs. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it's crazy. And unfortunately, in fact, Howard Marks talks about this. People who make predictions, stock market predictions, economic predictions, you very rarely, if ever, see a track record on their predictions. No one, you know, show me your track record on every on every prediction you've made. How many of them came true? What percentage of the time are you accurate? And I would suggest the reason we don't see that is because nobody publishes it because it's terrible. Yeah. Nobody can predict. Uh, in fact, you know, I know you're going to talk. Are you going to talk about Nick Murray here? His, he Go just ahead. wrote. He just wrote a recent uh, uh, newsletter. And I love the title. It says, Nobody Knows Nothing. <laughs> and it's so true. Yeah. And he talks about several examples about uh, how how economic forecasts, stock market predictions, in, 
have been so wrong. He shows talks about several examples. So so here's the thing, and and I'll I'll end the forecasting with this quote from Warren Buffett. Forecasts usually tell us more of the forecaster than of the future. Right. Right. So, but but Brian, we at Iron Gate, we position portfolios in a way to create wealth long term for our clients. And we take advantage of short-term volatilities, sell covered calls or sell puts or whatever it may be, to generate more income for our clients to then buy stocks that will compound over time. We're taking a stance, right? So somebody listening to this will be, well, then why do you invest the way we invest? So we're taking um, a position for our clients in how we build portfolios, buying the best businesses in the world at prices that are good. We've talked about that. Right. Why do we do that? And that goes to the history. Right. Yeah. We want businesses that can compound wealth over time and that have the ability and have shown the ability, the strength of their business is so strong that they can get through tough times. They can get through tough economic times and recessions. And and uh, that's how we invest. We are investing with in mind that, Yes, we will go through hard times, and we have. And we, I mean, I we are right now. We are right now. I've been doing this thirty years. I've been through several recessions. I went through the Great Recession. I went through the dot com bubble burst, the bubble and burst, the you know the all of us all of us through the coronavirus. I mean, we've been through tough times, but I do know, and I feel confident. You know, maybe this is a prediction. I, I you know, in some ways, I, I am predicting. I'm predicting that our businesses will do well over time. I'm not predicting the stock price tomorrow or the stock par- price in three months, but I, I am predicting that over the next three, five, and ten years, that our businesses will do well, and and we'll be happy that we own these businesses. And when we say our businesses are doing well, we're talking about earnings, the future earnings that they're going to generate. That that's what creates value. The reason bit stocks prices go up is because their profitability goes up. That makes them more valuable. If you have an asset, an asset, you you have two assets. One asset earns a thousand dollars a year, and the other asset earns two thousand dollars a year. Which one would you rather Which own? More Which one's yeah. more valuable? It's the one that earns more. Yeah. So it's it's pretty straightforward. So, so tell me this. I look back in history, as Howard Marks mentions, and as we we've talked about a lot, using history as our guide. I can think of 1970 through 80, high inflation, like gloom, um, that period of time. Tell me what the earnings of the S&P 500, tell me where they were in 1970 compared to 1980. I would love to know. Okay. So in 1970, the S&P 500 earned $5.51 per share for each share of the S&P 500. Okay. $5.51. 551. So uh, is that right? Yeah, 5 Yeah, 551. In 1980, this was a tough time. 70 yeah. to 80, high inflation. Some would argue it's very similar to the environment we're in right now. 74 I think is a pretty close match to where we are yeah. right now. So here we are, 1980, earnings were nearly $15, $14.99. No. Yeah, triple. So it went from where to where? So the S&P went from 551 to $15, almost triple, not you know, not quite triple. Okay. Over tripled earnings over that time. So really in essence, valuations increased about 3 times. Uh, approximately. You know, there's other factors that go into valuation, interest rates and inflation, things like that. 
but the S&P 500 price. So what would you think the S&P 500 did over that time frame? Everybody talks about the eight, the 70s as being a really terrible I time. I would guess it did about the same. It was was a really terrible time. Well, the S&P price in 1970 was 92 and in 1980 it was 135. So it wasn't a great. It, didn't, it, it wasn't didn't catch up to earnings. No, it, you know, earnings were was. up significantly. Now the S and P five hundred price was up, you know, up fifty percent or so over that time frame, maybe a little less. And than now that. it still shocked people. But uh, and the reason why you know S and P prices didn't go up as much as the earnings is because we had inflation and higher interest rates. Yeah. That was why that ate into the returns. But but you did make money. Long-term investors made money during that really difficult time. Fourteen percent inflation around there, right? It's yeah, insane. Inflation was, and it peaked in nineteen eighty-two. Yep. So, so, so what? What is that though? I mean, we're talking about earnings. What was it in nineteen sixty compared to this year? So, like, what's the increase? Here, here goes from nineteen sixty. The S and P. I have data going back to nineteen sixty through twenty twenty-one. Of course, I have I have the forecast for this year on S and P five hundred earnings. In nineteen sixty, the S and P five hundred earned three dollars and ten cents. Three dollars and ten cents. Okay. Here we are in twenty twenty two. In twenty twenty one, we earned two hundred six dollars a share. <laughs> and in twenty twenty two, the forecast, at least the latest forecast, which may is, come down, it may come down, was two twenty six. Okay. So the average annual S&P 500 growth over that time frame was 7.2%. Your money and it, we've talked about this the rule of 72. The rule of 72 if you can do, if you can earn 7% on your investments or or you compound your your money, your investments at 7% a year, your money will double every 10 years. 7 into 72 yeah. is 10. So every 10 years your money will double. And that's basically what happened is every 10 years, the S&P 500 earnings doubled over time. The price, guess what the price so The price in, the, in 1960 on the S&P 500 was $58.11. And just today, I just updated this just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. the S&P 500 was 3847 And what's happened since 1960 to today? So guess what the average annual return is on the S&P oh, 500 yeah. price? It's the same. It's seven percent, yep. almost identical to the S and P five hundred earnings growth, and there's a there's a reason for that. The reason is, the reason why stock prices go up is because profitability goes up, and they almost over the over the long term, stock prices follow stock earnings and profits over the long term, almost lock and step. So, here's, um, we're going to be forecasters. Okay. So now I've bashed forecasters. Okay. Now we're going to forecast. Okay. We're forecasting that America's best days are ahead of it, that we will become more innovative. Companies will adjust and pivot as they need to. Um, the ingenuity of, this, of the people in this country will continue to increase. And that, again, America's best days are ahead. And as... Because of that, those earnings on the S&P will do what they've always done in history. And there'll be periods of pure hell that we're going through right now. But you know what? We're betting on America. So let's, uh, let me just point out, I 100% agree, Brett, but let me just point out in 2000, the financial crisis, right? Yeah. yeah. S&P 500 earnings. The financial crisis in 2008 
the S&P 500 earned, well, 2007, $82. In 2008, they went down to 49 But then just a couple years later, in 2011, the S&P 500 earnings was 96 So, yes, we have, up, we have stops and starts and downturns and recessions. And, by the way, that was the worst recession since the Great Depression. And, yes, it took a couple of years to get for S&P 500 earnings to get back on track and grow. But it will. It, and, yeah. and I'm confident in that. And I 100% agree that, and I've heard Buffett talk about this all the time, that America's best days are still ahead. I, I look at the technology that we see today around the world and, and uh, all kinds of exciting technologies. And, and, uh, and I am optimistic about the future. Um, are there things that I worry about? Absolutely, there's things I worry about. I am worried about inflation. I am worried about high interest rates. I am worried about a you know potential recession. But we will get through these. And I feel very good about the companies we own that they will do very well. You know, they'll do very well over the long term, and they'll be able to get through this through these troubling times. And that we'll come out of the end of this, whether that's six months from now or whatever. We'll come out looking. Better than ever. Better than ever, yeah. And we'll be making new highs. The best thing about a bear market is there's a new bull market right around the corner. Yeah. Right? So here's here's something that I'll leave us with from from someone, again, Nick Murray, who we, who we love. It's a quote from a Barry Bannister. He says, the stock market, and I want everyone at home to, to listen and to think <laughs> about how this applies to you. The stock market will find your own weakest personal trait and then do everything in its power to use it against you. That's the emotions Mm -hmm. of the stock market, of having your asset priced every day on a ticker screen is it creates psychologically fear and causes you to to want to do things that you shouldn't do. We're saying our forecast, bet on the country, We'll get through this. Bet on lower inflation in the future. When? I don't know, but it'll happen. And earnings will continue to increase for these amazing businesses that we own. Yep, I agree. That's the bottom line. So guess what we just became? <laughs> forecasters. <laughs> I started out bashing forecasters. Now we're forecasters. Yeah, that- don't bet against America is, is, you know, there's a, we are the best house on the street. I mean, if you, I, there's not another country in the world I'd rather live in than the U S for sure. We have, we have the best businesses in the world. We have rule of law. I mean, we have our problems, no question, yep. but, uh, Europe is struggling. Asia is struggling. I mean, Latin America, we are by far the best, you know, game in town. And, um, um, we've, we should feel fortunate to to live here and own these, you know, be invested in these great businesses. Yep. And our wealth and the future wealth of our clients is is based on what we just talked about with earnings in this country. So with that, my friends, turn off the news and enjoy a great weekend or week whenever you listen to this. Until next time. Bye now. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice.
Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.